So this practice of loving kindness, of metta, that we uh, just took some time with today, is really a, an important practice. Our primary practice is breath meditation, mindfulness of breathing, but the Buddha taught other practices that support our efforts to awaken. Uh, and one of the important practices that he taught and suggested that we practice in addition, in addition to mindfulness of breathing, which is really our foundational practice, is the loving kindness practice, the metta practice. So uh, many of you who've come to uh, our classes over the years have taken classes and courses in metta meditation. We often do it either before or after our sittings. Uh, I recommend doing some metta practice every day, you know, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. Uh, something that I've done and, and have found extremely important in my practice. So a few days ago, it was earlier in the week, uh, this past week, uh, I sat for a while and, uh, and then at the end of the meditation I did, similar to what we did today, uh, I did some loving-kindness meditation was able to really connect into that, uh, that quality of, uh, of loving-kindness, of metta for myself, which is really my wish to be happy. Uh, uh, metta is expressed in our wish to be happy, to have happiness of heart. And, uh, and I felt it, you know, I really felt it, that wish that I have to be happy. Uh, I felt it, you know, in a very... Uh, I was very sensitive to the feeling of it in a way that I hadn't been in a while. You know, it was, it was one of those moments when, you know, it was almost startling uh, because I remembered that I had a wish to be happy. You know, and there was just that sense of, oh, oh, I have a wish to be happy of heart. I have a wish for true happiness in this life. And it was kind of startling and, 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 and had that uh, quality of, of uh, a sudden awakening, you know, this is a, it's an awakening. It's like I, I awakened in that moment to my wish to be happy uh, because I had kind of fallen asleep around it. I had kind of forgotten it. I had lost contact with it uh, in the preceding days. Uh, I kind of lost my way. I kind of lost my way. I was struggling. I was having a hard time and I was struggling with a little bit of depression and some feelings and, uh, and some stuff that I was going through and, uh, you know, I lost my connection to the heart. I lost my way. I forgot my wish to be happy. I lost contact with my wish to be happy. And it just shifted everything, you know, once I remembered and connected to that, oh, I have a wish to be happy. What have I wished to be happy? It was like I had been going in the wrong direction, on the wrong path, and all of a sudden I turned and, oh, there's this path that leads to happiness. And just by remembering my wish to be happy and turning to it, I found myself on that path. 
So a lot of times when I do metta practice, I like to uh, uh, just use the, I just say, I don't usually use phrases. Sometimes I do, sometimes I use images. Uh, what I often just do is just try to remind myself that I have a wish to be happy. So it could be as simple as, I have a wish to be happy. I have a wish to be happy. You know, I'm trying to remember that I have a wish to be happy. I'm reminding myself of my wish to be happy. And that's kind of what I was doing the other day. I just was reminding myself, I have a wish to be happy. I was reminding myself I had forgotten. I was reminding myself. So this is one of the ways that I like to fabricate when I do loving kindness or when I orient myself to my sense of purpose as I go through my days is to remind myself of my sense of purpose in my meditation, in my life. It's to be happy. And this is my primary purpose here in this life, is to have happiness of heart. So, just reminding myself of that, and then, of course, knowing that, knowing that. So it starts with the head. It starts with reminding ourselves, as we say, we use head to connect to heart. So reminding myself I have a wish to be happy, and, 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 and then knowing that wish to be happy uh, in the body and in the heart. It's like, oh, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. So we go from lost, being lost to being found. Once was lost and now I'm found. I'm lost in this desert of, uh, of, uh, of uh, you know, being inclined towards the things that make me unhappy. And I find myself by remembering my wish to be happy. So this quality of metta is sort of our guiding principle, like our North Star. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the North Star, you know, if you're at sea, you use the North Star to keep you on track, you know. Uh, so we use this, 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 this basic intention that we have as human beings. Uh, you know, and this is the Buddhist teaching, you know, you have to see this for yourself, but we use this, uh, we use this uh, wish that we have to be happy as our guiding principle, as what guides us in our practice and in our life is our wish to be happy. And it's there, you know, it's right there in the heart. I mean, this is what the, the teaching suggests to us is that this wish is in the heart. So we, we learn to, you know, we're, we're looking everywhere, but in the heart when we're struggling, you know, when I was losing, when I had lost my way during the past week or so, you know, I was looking everywhere, but in the heart, you know, and then I turned to the heart and it's, oh, that's, that's, that's my sense of purpose. That's why I'm here, you know. I found my way by remembering my wish to be happy. So we lose our way and uh, this wish that we have that's elemental to us, that's in the heart, reorients us. This is how we find our way. This is how we find our way when we're lost. We reorient ourselves with our sense of purpose. I've often told the story about how I came to this practice more than 30 years ago. Uh, it was, it was, you know, I mean, there's all, there's lots of little things that happen. Uh, 
but there was this overriding uh, realization that I had, you know, you know, in my more dramatic moments, I like to say I had, you know, the proverbial uh, moment of clarity, you know, the proverbial moment of clarity, uh, when, uh, when I realized that I had lost my way. I realized that I had lost my way. Uh, you know, I was in my mid-30s, and, uh, uh, you know, I was living uh, a certain kind of life uh, and living in a way uh, that I had this realization wasn't, uh, it wasn't the life that I had wished for myself, you know, when I was a younger person. Uh, you know, I remembered that, you know, as a, as a person, uh, as a boy, when I was growing up, in my, even when I was in high school or so, you know, I had this real wish in the heart, you know, of wanting to be happy. And, you know, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 60s, so of course it sort of manifested as I want to change the world and I want to do good things and I want to help people and I want to, you know, because that's really what happy, where happiness is found, of course, is in the actions that we take. And I wasn't doing that, you know, you know, uh, I wasn't living that kind of life, you know. Uh, and I wasn't living in the way and the path that I was following in life uh, wasn't uh, at all what I expected. You know, I, 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 I you know, I, you know as, as, as a young person I had had, uh, you know, and, and maybe that was in part because of the world that I grew up in where uh, there was perhaps, and perhaps maybe, I hope it's changing, you know, there was some sense of, hey, you know, you know, there's goodness in the world, and there's goodness in us, and we can do things that are good. And we weren't so we weren't so materialistic, perhaps, right? Maybe I wasn't. I wasn't. I became that way. I became that way. So I realized I had lost my way. I was about 35 years old, but I remembered, you know, that you know, and somehow I was able to connect myself to, you know, this isn't the life that you wanted for yourself. This isn't the way that you wanted to live. You know. You wanted to live in a different way of life. You wanted a happiness of heart. You wanted a life that was meaningful, you know. Uh, and and that was the beginning for me. You know, that was the beginning. It was like the way that I'm living, you know, is not is not, you know, I could I could be doing better. You know, that was that's actually the term the Buddha used. You know, he was 29. I'm a little bit of a slow learner. I was about 35. You know, some of us are younger, some of us are older. The Buddha said, the way that I'm living, you know, the way that I'm living, it's not fitting, he said. I mean, he had a good life, you know, he was a prince, he had, he had all the material things and all the sense pleasures. He said, I can be doing better than this. Maybe I can be doing better than this. Maybe I can have a better life than this. Maybe there's something, there's a greater happiness than this happiness that I'm experiencing as a young prince with all the material things and all the different sense pleasures, etc. Maybe there's a greater happiness. Maybe there's a happiness of heart. I mean, that's what he found that there was. He didn't really know. He had some inkling. I don't know that I really knew, but I, I knew somehow in the heart that there was a greater happiness. So, you know, since that time, that's been the guiding principle in my life. You know, for the last 30 plus years, that's been the guiding principle. 
you know, that's what's guided me in, in whatever I've done. And, and that's been the guiding principle. Uh, it hasn't always guided me in, what's, in what I've done because I've made mistakes and I've, I've lost my way at different times over the, the past uh, 30-some-odd years. But, but I haven't lost my way to the extent that, you know, it, it was like I forgot my guiding principle. I never forgot that there was a guiding principle or I forgot for moments or weeks or days. But I always kept, have come back to that and reoriented myself to that. You know, and that's what I seek to to guide myself by is my wish to be happy. Is my wish for happiness of heart. Like I said, sometimes I lose my way, and the way that I find my way is I remember my wish to be happy, just the same way I did when I was 34, 35 years old. I remember what my sense of purpose is. It's to know happiness of heart. So, you know, we lose our way, right? We lose our way in this life. I mean, sometimes it's a long period of time. I mean, I really lost my way. I always say, you know, you know I'm like, I'm a, a writer and a storyteller, so I kind of think it's sort of like, you know, I lost my way the day I graduated high school, you know? And, uh, you know, and, you know, I was lost up until the time I was about 30, 34, 35 years old, you know? And then I remembered the heart and remembered my wish to be happy and remembered all those, you know, those, you know, qualities of goodness that I had wanted my life to be defined by. So sometimes we lose ourselves for a long time, you know, but even as we begin to establish this guiding principle, this North Star, we go through periods of time when we lose our way. You know, just during this past week or so, I lost my way for a couple of days, maybe. Sometimes we lose our way for weeks or months. You know, in the, in the course of any day, we can lose our way, right? You know, we can lose our way. We can get up in the morning and, and do our metta and meditation and do our metta and say, you know, my purpose for this day is to have happiness of heart and to take actions that are going to be in support of the heart. And... Uh, and, you know, we can do that at 8 in the morning and at 10 where, you know, we want to, we want to, you know, do evil things to everybody we know, you know. So it doesn't, it just doesn't take much for us to lose our way sometimes during the course of the day, but we keep coming back. You know, that's what happens in the meditation, right? You know, we lose our way. You know, oh, I'm going to meditate with love and with compassion. You know, and then halfway into the meditation, when is it going to be over? This really sucks. Why is he doing metta practice? Ah, I hate it. You know? So, you know, you know the, pra the practice in many ways is a practice of losing our way and then refinding our way, reorienting ourselves. So we, be we recognize we've lost our way and we find our way by remembering our wish to be happy. So this is this is the crux of this whole teaching. I mean, you know, I'm I'm blathering on in my usual way here, but you know, this is the crux of this whole teaching. You know, when you lose your way, what do you do? You know, and, and, and we all lose our way every day often. When you lose your way, what do you do? You you reorient yourself to the North Star. You reorient yourself to your sense of purpose. What's my purpose? I mean, as a Dharma student, that's our purpose. You know, it's very clear. The Buddha is very clear. The purpose is true happiness, happiness of heart. 
So when we lose our way, what do we do? We, we orient ourselves. You know, we remember our wish to be happy. It's that simple, right? So, you know, that all sounds like, well, that sounds really deep and really heavy. It sounds good, but I don't, it's you remember your wish to be happy. You know, we forget our wish to be happy. You start off in the meditation. I mean, you know, look how quickly we forget it in the meditation, our wish to be happy. It's so easy to lose it during the course of a day or a week or a month and to lose it for periods of time. But the way that we refine our way, you know, is remembering our wish to be happy. We realign ourselves with our wish to be happy. We reorient ourselves with our wish to be happy. So it's a process of reorienting ourselves. It's a process of reorienting ourselves. So this is our guiding principle. This is the goal. In, 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 the, in the Buddha's teachings, in the Buddha's practice, and the Dharma is true happiness. Now, you know, those are words, you know, and oftentimes we talk about this in classes, oh, the word true happiness, the word this, the word that, it doesn't work for me. That's fine. You have to find your own words. But, but, but you know, words are words. What true happiness is, is, you know, and the, 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 the teaching is pretty clear. It's, it's like, it's one thing that it is, you know, you know. It's, you know, true happiness is the happiness that we know, that when we act with love, you know, and with compassion. Uh, it's a function of action, right? It's a function of action. It comes out of action, comes out of what we do. But this is, you know, as for Dharma students, you know, this is, this is our, this is our purpose. You know, this is our purpose. You know, the meditation helps us stay close to the heart. Meditation ultimately, right, I write about this in my book on skillful pleasure. We develop this abiding in the body that's pleasurable so that we can stay close to the heart, so we can remember our wish to be happy. Because when you're in thoughts and when you're in sense pleasures, you're out of the body and you're cut off from your wish to be happy. You're cut off from the heart. So the meditation, we're training ourselves to be in the body so that we can be close to the heart. The meditation, through the development of concentration and equanimity, helps us discern what it is that we need to do to be happy. So the meditation enables us to be true to, to, to be connected to our intention to, to have happiness of heart, and then it helps us, puts us in position so that we can discern what it is that we need to do. Because ultimately it's about what we do. You start off with a sense of purpose, but you still got to do what you got to do, right? You still got to do what you got to do to know true happiness. So the meditation helps us discern what we're doing that's taking us away from happiness and helps us discern, enables us to discern what we need to do and can do in an effort to know happiness. So more and more, as we meditate, more and more we're connected to this wish in the heart to be happy. More and more we understand clearly what it is that we need to do to be happy. We see clearly. More and more we're able to take those actions. And more and more we know happiness. But we understand in the heart. 
So our, in our practice, we remember our wish to be happy. We remember our sense of purpose. We keep aligned with our purpose. We keep aligned with the North Star. Now when we, and I've already kind of alluded to this, when we connect to our wish to be happy, the intention to take action in support of this wish to be happy, right then and there we begin to know happiness. Right then and there we begin to know happiness because we begin to start to connect to the heart and we begin to start to know the happiness of the heart. So you may even notice that in the meditation, right? Ah, this meditation sucks. Ah, it's terrible. When is it going to be over? And, and how do you feel? The body is all tight and tense, right? You don't feel so good, right? And then it's like, oh, I have a wish to be happy. Let me meditate with happiness. And the body starts to come into this state of ease and this state of well-being, right? So as soon as we start to orient ourselves to our sense of purpose, we start to come into that state of ease. You know, that's the heart guiding us towards what's in our best interests. The body guiding us in its wisdom towards what's in our best interests. So as we begin to align ourselves with our intention to live in a way in which we know happiness of heart, we begin to know that happiness. The Buddha was very clear about this. He said, when you are connected to your wish to be happy, you're, 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 you're in those times when you're connected to your wish to be happy, you're free from suffering. He was adamant about this. He said, don't tell me that you can be suffering when you're connected to your wish to be happy. So we begin to know this happiness. Yeah. And we connect to the heart. And whenever we're started to connect, connect to the heart, there's happiness. We're moving towards, you know, in aligning ourselves with a path and a way of living that leads us to true happiness, we begin to know happiness. You know, we're moving, you know, so just in those moments when I'm, not on the, I'm going the wrong way, I'm going in the wrong direction, it's painful. And then we move and we reorient ourselves towards true happiness for ourselves. There's happiness in that movement because we're taking action in support of the heart. Yeah. So that other day, it was like, you know, when I remembered, oh, you have a wish to be happy. And I just shifted towards that in, in that reminding myself and reorienting myself, that shifting towards it and recognizing it in and of itself was an action that brought me happiness. Another way to think about that is, you know, when we align ourselves with our sense of purpose and our wish to be happy, we, and, 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 and we, 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 we recognize the course that we're going to set ourselves on, we connect to a sense of meaningfulness. Because, you know, a lot of our suffering is, you know, things seem meaningful, you know? I mean, there's a lot of suffering in, in being on the wrong path and losing our way, you know? Just in being lost is painful, right? Once you get found, the pain starts to alleviate. And when we're, when we're lost and life seems meaningless, it's very painful. Once we align ourselves with our sense of purpose, once we align ourselves with our wish to be happy, then we're, we're, we're beginning to bring meaning into life. Oh yeah, my life has some meaning. 
I mean, that's where I was when I was 35 years old. My life was meaningless. You know, the stuff that I was doing, the way that I was living, was meaningless. Yeah, and that's painful. For me, that was very painful. Now, you know, most people have ways of dealing with that pain. Most people have ways of dealing with that pain. Alcohol, drugs, television, smartphones, there's a lot of ways to deal with that pain. I was lucky, you know, in that I turned to the Dharma. If I didn't, I'd probably be dead because the other stuff wasn't working because I was already, I already tried that path, it didn't work. Not the smartphones, they weren't around for another 20 years or so. But, uh, but uh, uh, you know, so, you know, we begin to bring meaning into our lives, you know? And life starts to have some meaning. It's like, I'm on a path. There's a way out. You know, just being on the path and just orienting our, just shifting towards our, the path, just shifting towards this direction brings happiness, brings happiness. We connect to this sense of meaningfulness. You know, and when we remember, an interesting thing happens, you know, the Pali word is pasada, but when we remember that we have a wish to be happy, and, uh, you know, there's also what arises is this understanding that, uh, that we have a capacity to know happiness. Because in the heart, there's that understanding that, you know, yeah, I can do this. It's like when I was 35 years old and I remember that I had a wish to be happy, I, 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 you know, there wasn't, I, I knew there was a true happiness and I knew that I could do, I could get there. How did I know that? Not intellectually. My mind was saying, you're a schmuck and your life sucks and you're always going to be an idiot. End of story. But in the heart, the heart understands, you know, the heart understands that there is true happiness and that you as a human being can know that happiness. You know, that understanding is there if you allow it you know, and you start to learn to connect to it. You have a capacity for true happiness. And that understanding in and of itself brings you happiness. It's like, yeah, I can do this. I knew I could do it. There's that quality of pasada or confidence. You know, the heart understands you can do this. You can do this. I mean, ultimately, I can, you know, it's like, it's like, I remember when I did training, you know, uh, Jack Cornfield said, uh, you know, your most important thing as a teacher is to tell people that they can do it, you know? And, 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 I, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I mean, I, I really like what he said, but, you know, it's sort of like, ultimately, you have to tell yourself, you know? It's like, I can get up here and, I'm, you know, and, and preach, you can do it, you can do it. I know you can do it because I know I can do it. And certainly if I can do it, anybody can do it. But, you know, it's sort of like, that's what you have to tell yourself every day. You know, that's what we're talking about here. I have a wish to be happy, and by gum, I can do this. I can do this. And there is a true happiness, and I can know it. So, very simple message that I've gone on about. Uh, remember your wish to be happy. Remember it every day. Remember it many times every day, because... You know, you're, you're fighting a battle with Mara. You know, Mara is telling you incessantly, you can't do it. Go this direction. Go 
You know, you're getting lured off the path all the time. You know, by the by the cultural karma, by your own personal karma. So you have to keep reminding yourself. You have to keep reorienting yourself. Remember your wish to be happy. Know it. The more you know it in the body and in the heart, you know, the more it can stay with you. But you have to keep reorienting yourself to it because it's what will guide you in this life towards happiness, to happiness. It's what will see you through.